You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You care about your money. Of course you do. So why aren't you listening to SoFi Daily? This podcast will keep you updated on the latest news in the stock market and how it could impact your financial life. Stay on top of what's happening. Listen to SoFi Daily wherever you get your podcasts. That's SoFi Daily wherever you get your podcasts. This is Nick True, and you're listening to the What's Up Next podcast. Hi, this is Jennifer Ma, and you're listening to the What's Up Next podcast. This is Emily Lowry, and you're listening to the What's Up Next podcast. This is John, and you're listening to the What's Up Next podcast. Welcome to What's Up Next, where your hosts, Paul David Thompson and Doc G, take the discussion on topics in the financial independence movement to the next level. Guest panelists share their opinion to questions that don't have clear answers to help you refine your path to financial independence. Welcome. This is Paul David Thompson from Ready Investor One. And this is Doc G from Diversify.com. So, Paul Thompson, what's up next? Well, Doc, we're asking the question today, what will your first time be like? And of course, we're talking about FinCon. What is it like to be a first-time FinConner? We have three potential first-timers that are scheduled to come to FinCon here shortly, and we have one seasoned pro. So, we'll give each of them a chance to give a quick introduction and then dive right into the conversation. So, Nick, we'll start with you since you are the seasoned pro. Can you give us a quick intro, please? Sure. So, my name is Nick True, and I run a website called Mapped Out Money with my wife, and we talk mostly to uh, 20-something things about budgeting. But maybe what's most interesting for this conversation is I'm also a freelancer and one of my freelance clients is FinCon. I work on the FinCon team and I am the first timers liaison and do the first timers orientation each year. So I'm really excited to be here and talking about this with you guys. Well, thank you so much for coming out and giving us a little bit of a introduction of what it's like to be a part of FinCon for the first time. Okay, we'll go over to Jen. Would you give us a quick introduction, please, ma'am? Hi, my name is Jennifer and I'm the Choose FI San Diego local group admin and I'm headed to FinCon for the first time and super excited to meet all these people that I support, read, and cheer on in their adventures. Well, we all are excited to meet you here uh, shortly at FinCon. So Emily, we'll give you a chance to give an introduction as well. I'm Emily Lowry. I run Rethink the Rat Race with my husband. We talk about real estate, travel, investing, everything of the like. This will be my first time at FinCon. I'm looking forward to meeting everyone, making more connections in the financial independence world. So thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you for sure. Looking forward to talking about this more. Okay, John, how about you? Quick introduction and then we will dig right in. Hi, my name is John. My wife and I write over at howtofire.com. I also admin the local Chooseify Philadelphia group. We're excited to be going for the first time this year. All right, John. So let's start with you. I had a funny moment during my first time at FinCon. It was last year and I was dying to meet PT, the creator of FinCon. And I would look up in a crowd and see him across the way. And it seemed like every time I saw him, he was surrounded by other people. So I was in the middle of a talk and I had to run up to go pee. And I ran to the bathroom and there in the bathroom alone is PT at the farthest journal. So like I had this moment where I'm like, I probably will never see him again. Should I go up to the urinal next to him and start talking to him? Of course I didn't. If you were in the same situation and ran into, let's say, Mr. Money Mustache, what would you do? That's a good question. I would probably give him at least one urinal space. You have to give a man some space. Uh, But I definitely would say, hey. Yeah, I think that one urinal space really, women may not understand that, but it's a a very important rule for most men. Jen, I would ask you the same question. If you were looking across the way and there was Paula Pant sitting and eating by herself, would you feel comfortable going up to her and sitting next to her? And and what would you say? Well, that's a gimme question because I actually know Paula. I got 
lucky and met her at Camp 5 Southwest last year. And she came actually and stayed with me. Uh So of course, if she were sitting alone, which probably would never happen, I would come up to her now and say, hey, how's it going? Because I feel like there's a personal connection. But I agree, we're in urinal space, even though I'm a girl and I don't know quite. But yeah, that just seems a little too close. But if you choose anyone else that I haven't met, I'd probably be way more reticent. And Emily, tell me, is there anyone specific that you're hoping to run into at FinCon, someone who you've been dying to meet? Yes and no. I guess it's just kind of, I don't know, everyone. I met a lot of people. Well, I feel like I met a lot of people at some of the camps, but I feel like that's only a highlight of everyone that's out there. So Nick, let's go back to the beginning here. Talk to us a little bit about how you got involved with FinCon and more specifically how you became the first time FinCon liaison. So my first FinCon was in 2016 and I got a little bit lucky, I guess, and competed in a uh, competition they were having back then. And I wrote a blog post and ended up being one of the winners. So I I got my my ticket to FinCon for free, which was fantastic, especially that year because I didn't have a lot of money and and it was expensive to figure out how to get there. And when I showed up, unlike a couple of the folks on here, I had not been to any camps or anything. I I truly didn't know anybody in the community at all. I had never met anybody uh, remotely involved, even though I'd looked up to them for a long time. And the uh, I remember I came in on a Tuesday night, which is a, a big recommendation I give now, which is to come in a day early if at all possible. But I came in on a Tuesday. And it's funny you asked about Paula because she was the first person that I saw at the hotel walking around that I recognized. And I did uh, work up the courage to go say, hey, uh, I try to keep it very brief and not awkward, but just kind of a quick, hey, you know, love your blog, love your site, thanks kind of thing. And, uh, and then try to, you know, kind of make my way on so I didn't dominate her time too much. But as far as how I got involved with that, That particular conference my first year, even though I didn't know anybody, I figured that it was probably a good idea to just help out as much as possible, maybe especially because I didn't know anybody and I didn't have people asking me to go out to dinners and do things. So I had plenty of time. So I I took that extra time and I volunteered for working with the team. They have all kinds of volunteer slots that will open up later this summer. So I signed up for a couple of those. And then in addition to doing that, I found myself with some extra free time throughout the event. And I just went back by kind of where the team was hanging out and just said like, hey, you know, like I don't have anything else to do. Do you guys need any more help with something? And they did at the time. And so I found myself helping at a couple different points with the team throughout the event, just as they would need something, stuffing welcome bags or, you know, being a door greeter or something like that. And that made a good impression on uh, PT and Jessica, the event organizer, and, you know, just kind of being around. And then uh, six months later, they had posted in the Facebook group that they were looking for someone to help them out with some social media work and and come on the team. And I was doing freelance marketing at the time. And so I kind of raised my hand and said, hey, you know, I'd be interested. And they remembered me from showing up and just being around and being available and helping. And that is kind of what got my foot in the door for that. And then uh, over time, that has just kind of grown. And my interest and as I talk with PT and kind of where my heart's at and what they need, uh, they were needing somebody who would do orientation. And as the community continues to grow, we're going to have four or 500 new people there this year. They needed somebody who could kind of be the point person for that. And it was a, a natural fit. So John, I'm interested in this idea of the first time FinConner. There are going to be four or 500 new people this year. It sounds like, how did FinCon first come onto your radar? I've heard so many uh, other podcasters and bloggers write and talk about it. And obviously it just comes on like a really cool opportunity to connect and meet so many of the people you enjoy listening to and reading their content and just get an opportunity to uh, meet them face to face. Jenna, the same thing with you. Do you remember or recall the first time you actually, that FinCon came onto your radar? You know, I think it was from a blog post from someone I read, but I read so many of you. uh, And thank you very much in advance for letting me into your lives to watch your adventures, by the way, that I can't pinpoint exactly who I heard it from. But I have to admit, probably around 2015. And I always thought this is just an industry event. I am not a content maker and there's no reason for me to attend and crash an industry professionals organization. And I'm so excited that it's not. Yes, it's definitely something that I had categorized and this will be my first year. And I decided to get over my shyness because of some encouragement from you content creators and go. So I'm really nervous at the same time as excited to meet everyone. 
So Emily, Jen says something important there, which I often think about. Do you worry or do you think people worry about coming to these events when they're not content producers now? I know you guys do rethink the rat race, but did you feel like you had to have a platform before you came to FinCon? Absolutely. So about two years ago when we created our website, James talked about going to FinCon, but we didn't think that we would be able to go because we had just started our blog. And so we didn't think that we had enough content, enough of uh, a presence out there that we could even go. And looking back, I wish we had gone, you know, two years ago because it's so, you know, everyone is welcome. So I wish we had gone when we did that. Nick, talk about that a little bit. I mean, is FinCon meant to be for content creators and non-content creators alike? So starting out, it definitely started out, especially with being a focus on content creators. I mean, when PT first launched this conference back in 2011, it was called the Financial Blogging Conference and hadn't quite even developed into what FinCon is today. These days, I would say that, yeah, like when we pick the programming and work hard on the event, it's definitely geared for content creators and publishers who are in this industry. But over the past few years, if you've noticed, we've introduced things like a community pass, which is at a cheaper level. And it's specifically geared to people, especially those who might be in the area or the part of the country where we are going to be hosting the event so that they can come and meet people in the community and and just understand, you know, and be around more of this FI mind. And not just content creators, but businesses, right? People who have things to buy and sell and consulting, et cetera. So it's really a marketplace. Yes, 100%. Whether you're, you know, creating content or not, if you are in and around the personal finance space, it's a good place to be. So John, one of the reasons I first went to FinCon, and I'm embarrassed to admit this, but there was a little bit of FOMO, right? There was a little bit of fear of missing out. Everyone around me was talking about it and doing it at least, you know, on the internet and the blogs and the podcasts I listened to. It only was later when I started to actually think, well, what do I really want to get out of this? Have you put much thought, John, into what you're planning to get out of FinCon? So taking a step back, when we originally started being interested in going to FinCon, we hadn't even thought about starting a blog at that point. I think it's kind of developed more into meeting people and making connections and you know putting a face to some of the people I've spent years reading and listening to that I'm most excited about. So Jen, did you have that kind of same FOMO minute as I had? Yes, absolutely. Do I regret that I didn't buy every ticket to Camp Fi South, to all the Camp Fi's, to all the Chautauquas, to all of the FinCons and other conventions? You bet. You know, for me, it's about meeting and making friends that are truly in this space to meet the people that are so authentic and so vulnerable in sharing their content, their thoughts, to cheer them on. And after I went to Sense Positive last year, I have to admit, I'm a little blog curious. So, you know, yes, it's definitely FOMO. And if I could, I think I would increase my PTO at my job and be at every one of your gatherings, every local group meeting, (laughs) because it's all about the community for me. You know, if I ever make it into Philadelphia, you know who I'm going to be calling, right? And same thing with you, Nick and Emily. I think I met your lovely husband at Camp 5 Mid-Atlantic recently. I wish I could have gone. So many stories. (laughs) Oh, good. But, you know, it's all about the community. And yes, I hate the fact that I can't be at every event. And this makes me sound like a convention FI addict. And I guess I'm a money nerd. And I want to hang out with these people because in my real life, Doc, Paul, Nick, John, I didn't have anyone before the Cheese FI local group. I think I almost jeopardized all my personal relationships trying to share money and finance (laughs) content with them all. So yeah, I'm super excited to go. And yeah, I had FOMO, Doc. Emily, I'm interested too for you. You said you kind of were reticent to come before you had a platform. Now that you do have a platform, what do you think you will get from FinCon? Like, what are your goals? Well, I think like everyone was saying, to meet people, make connections. We are actually planning to quit our jobs right before we come. So it's going to be a hear from people that have, you know, retired early and kind of smooth my worries, I guess. But I don't know, get tips and I don't know, see people face to face or, you know, see some anonymous people and actually meet them. Nick, I like the direction of this conversation because it brings up something important about FinCon. I feel like people go for different reasons. Some go for knowledge, like they want to go to every lecture and soak it all in. Some go for connections. I know when I went, I just wanted to meet as many people as possible. And then some go because they have businesses uh, that they want to promote. 
For a first-time FinConner, what do you think is the most common reason people come? Or is it a mix of all three? Honestly, I've seen it be a mix of all three. I mean, it really does depend on what you want. What I typically tell people is before you come to FinCon or any other event for that matter, you should think through kind of two things. One is your long-term goals and, and how this event could help you hit those. So what are you looking for at the event? And then number two is what are your specific strengths and how can you play into those? And so if you are you know, a fantastic listener and note taker, and you're trying to utilize the content to leverage and then blow up your business, then, you know, you'll spend some time with the community, but you may end up spending a lot of your time in the content versus if you are, you know, focused on building relationships for a variety of reasons, then you might focus more there. So I feel like we all need a kind of a, some sort of a game plan when going to FinCon because my first experience was, was wonderful, but it was also overwhelming because you simply cannot go to all the conferences. I mean, they're, they're overlapping. And then you got to make a decision. Do you actually go to all the, the presentations or, or not? Because you end up having really good conversations afterwards and you can buy the pass to watch them later on. So Nick, help us put together a game plan for if you want to just have the most connections, what can you do in order to maximize your time at FinCon? I think if you're focused mostly on connections, then it doesn't mean you don't go to any of the content sessions because like you just said, Paul, like the content sessions are actually a great place to then meet people and right. it gives you good talking points for afterwards. So I, I think that if your number one focus is making connections, then you need to kind of have that in the back of your head and you need to plan to go to the different dinners and go to the parties and go to all the things that happen at night as well. But then pick a handful of topics that you think are interesting and go and sit beside people and talk to them and ask them, hey, what did you come here for? Like, what are you hoping to get out of this session? Why'd you show up to this one instead of the other six that are going on right now? And those sorts of things will lead to conversations. And then don't be in a rush to go to the next thing. Like you said, if you find yourself in the middle of a good conversation, I think that's the key. Yeah. And I think what Nick says is really important too, is you have to pick those few lectures you really, really want to go to. And then you have to be not afraid to continue a conversation and maybe miss the beginning or even miss something else because you're having a meaningful conversation. By the end of FinCon, I actually found that I was going to a lot of lectures or going to 15 minutes one and then going to 15 minutes another because I had met all these people that I wanted to hear them up on stage. And that then made me want to go back to the lectures after spending all that time making relationships. Well, you know, I was thinking about that. And every day I get so excited whenever I see a email from the FinCon group saying, hey, heads up, here's the round table. Here's these things. I've sort of decided I'm going to treat it as if I'm slow traveling. I am going to pick out a few sessions at our can't miss in my book, but I don't want to overpack my schedule because I want to leave room for spontaneity and the ability to shift. And yes, there'll be FOMO. If I could clone myself, I would definitely would clone myself to go to every session. I have a pass that'll allow me to see all the videos in arrears, right? So I can always pour over every word and agonize over these things. So I am going to try and not to feel like I'm missing out just because I didn't go to this fabulous session that my friend John went to that I missed out because he's going to be live tweeting at me or something. But I really want that opportunity and that space to give myself a moment to enjoy. I don't want to do the rush through everything and not take a moment to be present and focused on the people around me and the energy of this incredibly generous community. And I don't know where those adventures are going to take me. It may take us off to some hole in the wall in D.C. where we have 24-hour discussion on life and what the meaning of purpose or success is. It could be that I'll learn some new trick and get brave and dive into real estate. And maybe, you know, this is naive of me, Nick, to think that I'm going to get any sleep at FinCon, but I'm prepared. I'm taking B12 with me. I've got caffeine and water and I'm taking cough drops because I hear you lose your voice. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to have a go bag and hopefully I'll bring a little bit of go bags for you all too. I think that's perfect, Jen. I actually wanted to make a point about the sleep aspect was for first timers, don't be afraid to put time in your schedule for naps. I try really hard to actually sneak on up to the hotel room each afternoon to take a quick 30 or 45 minute nap, especially if you're the type of person who's going to end up staying out late because that is when a lot of the good conversations do happen. I also wanted to touch on the spontaneity point that you said because I think that is so, so, so important. So I encourage people, look at the schedule. We're going to be releasing the schedule in the next couple of months and it's going to be very detailed. You'll be able to see it all. Do look at it before you come. But 
you want to leave gaps for spontaneity. Two of my favorite times that I look back on from FinCon 18 happened because I had some gaps in spontaneity. One was I randomly, I didn't have a meal that I ended up having any plans for and I was walking through the hall and bumped into some folks that I kind of vaguely knew and I ended up going out to dinner with them. It was a fantastic conversation and we've all actually joined like a little mastermind group of sorts over the past year after FinCon that kind of got birthed at that dinner, which has been fantastic. And that wouldn't have happened without the spontaneity. And the other conversation was with my friend and some of y'all may know her, but Jillian Johnsrud from Montana Money Adventures. And Jillian and I have been friends for a little while and have had different periods where we were able to hang out. And we ended up just sitting in the hallway for probably an hour talking and, and things got really deep. And we were talking about kids and adoption and some tougher like life stuff. And it was one of my favorite conversations from the event. And that's led to a lot of other things. And my wife and I are now good friends with her and her husband and keep in touch. And so those sorts of things don't happen if you plan and way too detailed. Yeah. Just a word about Jillian, since you brought her up. She is one of those few people who is really as cool as she seems from her content, like in yes. real life. And I had probably drinking a little too much one night at FinCon. <laughs> and I had gotten up late and there was a lecture I really wanted to go to. And I was running late. I jumped out of the shower and I just barely made it to the lecture. And I'm sitting there and I'm getting a little bit dizzy and feeling like a little bit woozy. And there's Jillian with a box of like granola bars handing them out. And I actually wrote a blog post about this. She literally saved my life that morning. So don't forget to bring some food. <laughs> but, but that is, I think a lot of us have some Jillian stories from things and other get-togethers and that's my Jillian story. So John, I want to transition to you a little bit. I mean, we all go to local meetups, right? We've all been to things before. What makes FinCon different? I think the fact that you're there for multiple days and there's no time constraints as far as, you know, if, if we're at a restaurant or if we're at a public place where, you know, we can't sit and talk for, you know, eight hours or whatever, you might find yourself feeling like you have to keep the conversation short. But I think since we're there, you know, for we're actually going a couple extra days, I'm not going to hesitate to have that longer conversation. And, and I'm not going to feel like, you know, I have to wrap this conversation up because I want to talk to someone else. So Emily, you mentioned Camp Fi before, and are the local Choose Fi meetups and the Camp Fi, are those like the gateway drugs to FinCon? I definitely think so. I keep thinking that FinCon is kind of going to be like a bigger version of Camp Fi. I mean, everyone is going to be there. It's going to end up being, you know, me and James are going to separate and then try to go to the different ones that we want to go to, but then, you know, collaborate afterwards or, you know, try to divide and conquer. So I want to tackle that question too. And I have to say, I am blessed. I have a wonderful local group community and we have meetings that are structured for four hours or so. And at the end, there's always a small group of us that go and hang out and have dinner or something, even if we have guest speakers. And yes, I'm looking at FinCon as the is like the super steroid version, right? Pumped up. Because I've gone to Camp Fi and now there's FinCon. And then later on this fall, I'll be going to Chautauqua. Absolutely adore the people. And if I could spend a little bit more time and not feel like we have to rush away. And I know that FinCon's a huge commitment. And I was thinking about that because my family wanted to know a little bit about why I'm going to this money nerd camp on steroids, especially something that sounds like it's geared to professionals. It's a gateway drug. You go to one event and you want more of that community. You want more of that support. You want more of that energy. And there's nothing in this world that'll make me miss it. So I just wanted to add to, so obviously Philadelphia is not a far drive from, from Washington, D.C. I was amazed by how many people just in our local group said that they're coming just to meet people on the community pass. And, and even if it's just for a day, like they're just going to make a day trip of it, come down in the morning, hang out all day, stay late in the evening and then head back up. I just thought that was really cool. Nick, so let's talk a little bit about why for a first timer is FinCon different from some of these other meetups and gatherings? I think some of the points that everybody else has hit on, which is part of it's just the scale, right? We're going to have a few thousand people there this year. And, you know, to the point of pretty much anybody who you've looked up to, read, listened to that's in personal finance space is going to be there. So it gives you kind of two opportunities. One, to meet these people that have meant a lot to you and your journey along the way, which is always fun and exciting, but also it gives you an opportunity to just thank them and encourage them to keep going because it, it is tough when you're in that spot. And then it also gives you the opportunity to, I, I love what Jen said earlier, which is you don't always have these people in your life on a day-to-day -day basis. And sometimes you feel like the odd one out. And there's such a power in getting around that many people who are all kind of drinking the same Kool-Aid and, and, and on the same wavelength to a certain extent. We are not a cult. 
<laughs> we're not, but there's certainly different ways that, that you approach life when you are thinking about this stuff. And whether it's just financial independence or whether it's like building an online business and working remotely and living in an Airstream and traveling full time. And, and when you're doing those kinds of things, you just are thinking about life differently. You're thinking about life at sometimes at a higher level in terms of your dreams and aspirations. And when you can get around an entire group of people who are thinking about life that way and have big dreams and big goals and think outside the box, it just encourages you. It fires you up, pun intended. And it, uh, it just inspires you to keep pushing. Absolutely, Nick, because you know what? I am not fired. I'm not even anywhere close, Emily. I don't know about John's story, <laughs> but I want motivation. You know, you automate everything and you set it and forget it. You dabble a little bit, but really, how do you keep committed to your own personal finance path, whatever it is, right? If you don't get to share and take part of that spirit or zeitgeist and take that with you, right? And this is one way. The other thing I'll say there is it also not just inspire motivation, it actually like it helps you believe that you can do this too. Because what happens is that when you meet Paula or you meet Jillian or you meet all these people, you learn that they're just normal people. Like they think about the same stuff that you do. We all have families. It was funny. I was talking with Paula at one point and we were just like chatting about being in weddings and like what it was like to, you know, she had a friend who uh, was in a wedding and then she was talking about out like, oh, my friend's having a baby, so I'm going to fly and go see her and help her out. And we we're just talking about normal life things. And it makes you realize that these people that you've put in some ways on a pedestal are really just normal. They're just normal people. And if they can do this, if they can, you know, pursue these things, then why can't you? And that's the really fun part for me. You know, I use the term fangirl, just like Emily did earlier, a lot. <laughs> Yeah. And I actually also will call myself a stalker and you'll hear that often and uh, because I think it's sort of funny. But really, as much as I admire all of you for the content that you produce, the vulnerability, the strength, the knowledge that you're willing to share, I love the fact that you show me and share with all of those the adventures that you have. You know, It's a way to really make true connection. It's not about the pedestal. It's really about getting to know you, the content producer, the blogger that I follow. And how do I help? How do I help spread the cool messages that you guys are creating or the content? How do I take the best from you all and apply those aspects to my life or share them with the other people in my community? So I am ever grateful for you guys. This episode is brought to you by Range Rover Sport. Range Rover Sport leads by example. With a visceral, uncompromising, and dramatic feel, this car helps you rise to the occasion. How does it do that? Range Rover Sport has powerful on-road performance and commanding all-terrain capability by combining assertiveness with signature Range Rover refinement. This is the car that redefines sporting luxury. The new Range Rover Sport features advanced cabin technologies such as active noise cancellation and cabin air purification, Purposeful cockpit-like driving position and award-winning PIVI Pro infotainment is at the heart of the experience and provides intuitive control of the vehicle systems. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. Once again, explore and build your Range Rover Sport at L-A-N-D-R-O-V-E-R-U-S-A.com. That's LandRoverUSA.com. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenues, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes or which accounts you should prioritize, and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com earn. That is linkedin.com E-A-R-N for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com earn and get started. Emily, what Jen is talking about is taking our online community, which we've formed, and bringing it together in real life. Tell me about what people in your personal life outside of this community think about you going to FinCon. Have you 
heard from family and friends their opinions of you taking off going to this conference? I think they're kind of used to us going to financial, the Camp Fies, because I mean, we just say we're going to financial camps and they're like, oh, you know, it must be so boring or, you know, whatever. But they, they don't really have a good understanding or really know kind of what it is or, you know, what we're going for. But I feel like it's, they also don't understand like our lifestyle or can relate. And so it's, you know, one of the things I'm looking forward to is going and actually being around people who have the same lifestyle and outlook on things when it comes to money or travel or whatever. John, I'd ask you the same question. Those people in your life that are not part of this financial independence community, how do they look upon stuff like going to FinCon? I think there are those who seek to understand why, and then there are those who just think we're crazy. For the most part, I would say that they just see it as something crazy that we're doing. So Nick, I fear that we'll go too far and we won't talk about some of the nuts and bolts important things. So you do give a talk at the beginning for first time FinConners. Can you give us a little bit of an outline of things that you need to know going in? I'm thinking about, you know, helpful stuff like the throat lozenges I would have never thought about, but it would be incredibly helpful now that I think about it or the bringing around some granola bars. Are there a few things to tick off that most first time FinConners wouldn't know that will be helpful? Totally. Yeah. So in my orientation, I basically try really hard to do two things. The second one, I'll start there, is actually more of the mindset piece, which is what we've been talking about up to this point. So really no more to say there other than, you know, don't be afraid and we're excited you're there and and you need to have some goals outlined and at least make some sort of a game plan. You know, I'm going to cover all that. But the first one is that practical, tactical, okay, what do you need to know about the schedule? What do you need to know about what's going to help you get through it? I think the point I made earlier about naps is uh, something that is completely underrated and needs to be taken seriously, especially if you want to stay up late and hang out. The throat lozenges, holy cow, I've lost my voice every single year thus far, just talking and speaking and hanging out and chatting to all hours. And so please come prepared. The emergency, which is the little, you know, packets that you can put in water. I use that. I use that heavily at FinCon every single year as well. Comfortable shoes is one that some people don't always think of, uh, especially if you are trying to be stylish, you know, or, you know, come and, and look a certain way, which is what a lot of people do when they try to go to conferences and meet people. I would focus on comfort first, 100%. You're going to be on your feet a lot. You're going to be walking a lot. You're going to be talking to people a lot. Make sure you're comfortable. And on that note, uh, that also means comfortable clothing. You're going to see some people there that will be in suits. They're going to be very rare. The vast majority of people will be in very casual clothes. They're hanging out, lots of jeans. I'll be in a t-shirt the whole time that says FinCon on it. I'll probably have my hat on. It's very laid back. And so that's something that I personally worried about my first year and tried to do research on. Like, oh, what do people wear? Because I was concerned about it because my previous job as an engineer, uh, (laughs) the engineering conferences were a little more stuffy than FinCon is. So it's very laid back. So as far as practical, tactical, that's what I would say as far as what you should bring. Ooh, another point would be do leave a little room in your suitcase as well because you are going to see a ton of different sponsors and people there that you may want to take things home. There's lots of t-shirt opportunities. And so leave a little room in your suitcase so that you've got some extra for on the, on the flight home. So do you recommend bringing some cash for you know t-shirts and stuff like that? Uh, you could. A lot of the t-shirts, some of them are free. Some of them, the cash is probably not a bad idea. These days, uh, a lot of people, if they're selling something, they're going to have you know Stripe or some sort of way that you can pay on your phone. That's like not normally a big issue from what I've seen. Any tips on avoiding the ridiculous parking fees? Oh, you're driving down. Uh, I don't have any good tips on that. So I, I've actually never been to this specific hotel. So I'm not I'm not sure about that there. On the t-shirt note, you're also going to see a lot of people that are going to wear t-shirts from other camps or other, uh, or maybe just t-shirts from their favorite bloggers. So that's super normal. Uh, you're going to see a lot of t-shirts. You're going to see some people who wear their own t-shirts because they're repping their thing, which is cool too. So Jen, I want you to finish this sentence for me. I will will be embarrassed at FinCon if... Oh, there's a multitude of reasons. <laughs> if I forget your name. It's my goal. If I meet you in person, I should remember a little bit about who you are as a person, not as your brand or whatever you guys are repping, but as a real person. It's actually my goal. If I meet you in person, in my memories, I don't want to say, hey, at one point I met Doc G. At one point I met Paul. I really want us to have like a real connection. So maybe I find out that, heaven forbid, Doc doesn't like hot sauce. 
<laughs> I like that. Was, okay, thank you. I was going to say that would just ruin that whole pedestal thing for me. But, you know, I think I would be uber embarrassed if I forgot your name or if I were too, oh, I know, if my blood sugar ran low and I fell at your feet. You fainted? <laughs> yeah. 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 Passing out it, would be. I, I don't want you to interpret that as I'm prostrate in, in honor of your goodness, right? And your power. Well, you know, they, they say you're supposed to make memorable impressions on people. That's <laughs> the way to do it. Oh, that is not. And, and the other is that I would be very embarrassed if you thought I was a psychopath because really I would hope that the sincerity in which I want to support this community and bring people together and be able to make connections for you. Like if I knew that, John, what do you want to do? What's your biggest dream? And you tell me. And I meet someone later at the conference that says they want to do the same thing. I want to be able to pair you guys up. That's what the other thing is. I want to connect you not only to you and let you know that if you're in San Diego, I hope you call me, but also to, to see if I can further our relationships, you know, further that meaningful connection, not just, I have your business card. Thanks. Thanks right. so much. So I would be embarrassed if you thought I was a psychopath. Jen, when you say that, I'm reminded of David Boyer, and we did episode with him called The Connector. And the wonderful yeah. thing about communities, when you get communities together, is you realize that different people have different roles. And the connector role is really a cherished role, because those are truly the people who are out there bringing the community up. So I applaud you for being the connector, as I did, David. I think it's a, such a, a huge, important role in this community. I think it brings us together. It's really, really important. So John, Anything you're worried about being embarrassed at FinCon about? I think my biggest fear is just not fitting in or, or being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, I worry that I'm not prepared enough. Emily, speak to the same thing. Any worries? I feel like it's kind of uh, fitting in, I guess, but also not knowing what to say to people or not knowing enough about the person. I mean, I guess that you learn or like that's why you're going to talk to people to learn about their life or, you know, their content or whatever it is. But I mean, I just always worry whenever I go into the camp fights, but also for this, like being able to fit in or, you know, finding the words to say or, you know, people accepting, I guess, you know, that kind of thing, I guess. So Doc, we need to turn this around on you. What, what is your biggest fear? We haven't put together our plan yet. Yeah. So, well, let's go back to the first FinCon I went to. I don't think this year I'll have as many fears, obviously, yeah. because I've been there before. I feel like I know the community. I now am going to a group of people who I feel very comfortable with. But when I first went, I think that one of my biggest fears is that I would just be vanilla and boring and that no one would want to talk to me, right? I think that's, we all want to be accepted. And the thing about this community, when you find it, is you really feel embraced. And I think for a lot of us, especially people like me who never had found a sense of community before. It was just so refreshing to find this online group of people who thought the way I did. So the big fear was that you get there and all this sense of community you thought you had wasn't there. And I think that would have been my biggest fear. What about you, Paul? My biggest fear for this year is forgetting people who have been on the podcast and we've interviewed and they'll come up to me and say, hey, Paul, good to see you. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> Now we know the real reason why there's a video that won't be uh, produced. In uh, because I've seen almost everybody's face that we've interviewed and we've interviewed quite a few people now and I don't know if I'll be able to remember everybody's name and their blog right off the top of my head. So I may have to like study up beforehand and have like cue cards or something. So Nick, speak to this a little bit. I mean, you've been through this quite a bit with a bunch of first timers. This worry about not being part of this community, the worry about not knowing what to say, is it a real issue? So uh, there's a couple things on this point. First and foremost, the good news is that everybody there, even though there's a ton of people, you know, we're all there around a similar interest. You know, it's not like you're just walking into a group of randomly selected members all across the country. You're walking into a pretty niche group. So you've already got a pretty common bond. On top of that, we're trying to do as much as possible on the schedule side of things to give you opportunities to go even further niche. So there's niche meetups and there's times to do both niche meetups and then also local meetups where it's the people from Philly, the people from San Diego, or the people who are interested in real estate, or the people who are interested in family finance, or the people who are interested in women personal finance. We have times built into the schedule for you to, to not only just meet anybody, but to meet hyper-specific people that are interested in the same topics you are. So I think there's really not a lot of reason to fear because there's so many opportunities to meet people that you are guaranteed to have something in common with. The other thing I'll say to this point is I would say that on average, the FinCon community skews introverted. 
And so the vast majority of people there also probably feel like you do and are also probably concerned. And so if you go up to them and make sure that they're not being alone up against a wall or they're not having nobody to talk to and feel awkward, they're really going to appreciate that. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, thank you for not making me feel like I'm the only one here. And you can be honest. You can kind of let down your guard a little bit because we're all kind of in that same boat. So I would just really encourage people that you really have the opportunity to be a little open, be a little vulnerable in these situations because chances are they're probably thinking and feeling the exact same way as you. So Jen, I want to end off this conversation by asking what would make FinCon this year a success for you? You know, just being able to go is is already a success. If I can make someone's day a little bit better, you know, if you are a shy or introvert, come find me. There are moments that I need to be alone to rest up and recharge my batteries, but I love people. And Doug Nordman gave me a pass in the FinCon community group. He actually told me that it's okay for me to walk up to people I don't know and approach them and talk to them and say hello. And, you know, I was a little bit nervous about that. I think it will be success if I could make that connection with real people, that I've made someone's day better, that I can support you all. I don't know, invite you to San Diego and you'll actually take me up on it. You know, there's so many cool things that will make this a success. I am coming with minimal expectations. If the bloggers don't want to talk to me, that's okay. And now that Nick mentioned that he's got some niche events, I'm thinking, wondering if maybe we should set up a first-timer gathering where people that are non-content producers meet up. And am I the only one on this panel that doesn't have anything? I think think that's true, yeah. Wow. Well, I don't mind that. I do that all the time. I can set up a group where people can gather. And if you don't have someone to go to lunch with, come to lunch with me. You know, here's the thing. I think most people approach meeting up with fear that they're not going to be accepted. And Doc, I totally get that because I wondered, I am not the ultra optimizer, you know, but the way I look at it is we're all part of the FinCon community. We're all part of the FI community. We're part of all of PF community, personal finance community, because we all have that same interest. And whatever your that path is for you, why wouldn't you be accepted? You make those decisions based on your life and your interests, your goals. And the way we get there, it's all personal. So I don't see why people wouldn't be accepted, but people who are listening to this podcast, if they're going for the first time, look me up because I'm more than happy to help. Let's set up a lunch. Let's go do something else. Come a day early. Yeah. I don't know how to answer that question because I already anticipate it's going to be a huge success with or without me. It's going to be a huge success. I'm just lucky to go. That's a wonderful answer. And I'd ask Emily the same thing. What will make FinCon 2019 a success for you? I agree with Jen. Just going will be success. But connecting with more people, I know that having met people before and then like, you know, being able to reach out to them or whatever on the Facebook community or whatever it is, but meeting new people, getting more tips and inspiration, I guess, for, you know, creating more content. But also I feel like it's going to be a big thing to actually meet more people. Because I, I have a hard time. I'm very introverted. So it'll be, I feel like the camps have kind of primed me for going and talking to people that I don't know or, you know, striking up conversations, but definitely branching out and me, meeting new people. Because I know that I have to go out on my own and talk to people um, instead of, you know, staying by James's side. You know, I'm not going to meet people by doing that. Like I'm going to limit myself, if that makes sense. You know, I have to go and branch out. John, what for you will make FinCon 2019 feel like a success on your way back home? I think it's already been a success, to be honest. I think since purchasing our tickets and joining the Facebook community group, in and of itself has just been amazing so far. People are so welcoming and friendly and it's being further into that community has has already had such a positive impact on our lives that nothing leading up to that couldn't be any better. And then, you know, being able to be there for the first time, meeting all these people, you know, echoing what these guys have already said, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Nick, the official answer, what will make FinCon 2019 a success? I'm just glad you're you're asking this question, honestly, because this is what I try to get across to anybody that I hear is going, is that you need to think this through on the front end so that you figure that out and, and can make sure you're making that happen. And so that all throughout the event, you're kind of coming back to that, like, okay, well, why am I here again? Oh yeah, that's why I'm here again. Let's make sure that happens uh, because it, it can be easy to, to get overwhelmed and then that not happen. So I'm just glad you're asking the question. As far as for me personally, I think, you know, being on the team, I've got a lot of uh, goals around the event itself, what we hope happens, how we hope people feel, that kind of thing. As my job, as kind of the first timers point person, 
for me, the success looks like, first off, kind of on the name point, I'm going to meet a lot of people and I don't want to be embarrassed by meeting somebody on day one, seeing them on day three and forgetting their name from when I met them two days ago. That right there is definitely embarrassing, especially when like it's my job to be this person who like helps out first timers. So I want to make sure that doesn't happen. But yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, success is helping everybody who is brand new figure out what success looks like for them and making sure that that they're able to make that happen. Can you talk more about when we need to get there? You know, like our our suggestions on, you know, you said get there a day early or, you know, what, like say a day later or that kind of thing. I think if at all possible, based on your schedule, based on your family life, based on work, if at all possible, if you can get there on Tuesday and leave on Sunday, that is absolutely what you should do. The conference runs from Wednesday through Saturday night. The after party is something you do not want to miss on Saturday. And so you want to make sure that you're there for the whole thing. And if you come in Tuesday, there's already going to be a ton of people at the hotel. And so Tuesday is actually some of my favorite conversations because it's not quite hyped up yet. Everybody's very chill and you can just hang out in the lobby of the hotel and see a bajillion people. So if you can come in Tuesday, do it. If you cannot leave until Sunday, that's ideal. Yeah, Doc, we got to figure out our strategy and figure out if we're coming in early, how late we're staying. And, uh, we, we got a lot of things to think about. So all of you do as well. So you will soon find out what your first time at FinCon will be like because you'll come and have a great time with all of us. So I'll give each of you a chance to promote yourself and let us know what is going on next in your life. So John, let's start with you. Where can we find you and what's up next for you? You can check out our blog, howtofire.com. Uh, as far as what's up next for us, my wife's actually getting ready to graduate with her MBA mm. in uh, about a month. So that's exciting. I still have a year left on mine, but that's really been our, our focus to get done our master's. Well, that's congratulations on, on her getting out soon and you only have a year to go. Won't be long. Look forward to meeting you at FinCon shortly. Emily, how about you? Where can we find you and what is up next for you? You can find us at RethinkTheRatRace.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What's up next for us is we're starting to pare down and sell everything for our move abroad. And then I guess uh, our retiring early, quitting our jobs. Big stuff. Congratulations. Thank you. Jen, where can we find you and what is up next for you? Oh, I'm always in the Choose FI San Diego local group. You can occasionally find me in the forums for the main Choose FI page. I lurk in a lot of the Choose FI groups. But if you want to connect with me, send me a message. You can also tweet at the at Choose FI SD Twitter account and I'll respond. But seriously, I'm always around. I'm here to support you and the community. And I really do want this community to be all inclusive. So I'm around. So please let me know how I can help, support, and I hope to meet you all at FinCon in person. Won't be long now, will it? Nick, how about you? Where can we find you? And what is up next for you? Yeah, so my personal site uh, is mappedoutmoney.com. That's me and my wife talking about our thing. And with FinCon, if you basically reply to any of the FinCon social media handles, you'll probably get me. And if if you'd like to hang out there. Also, please pay attention to our FinCon locals. Uh, We're going to be doing more there, trying to do more local meetups as well. So definitely check out that in your area. And we've got one coming up, Jen, in San Diego here at the end of July. So look out for that. Hey guys and gals, if you're thinking about going to FinCon, I hope this convinces you to pull the trigger. If you've already decided to go, Doc and I can't wait to see you there. We have some fun things planned. To get notified of a pop-up interview or know where to come hang out with us at FinCon, please text the word NEXT to the number 345-345 so you can get notified of where the party is. There will be drinks, there will be free t-shirts, and there will be a next-level conversation. So text the word NEXT to 345-345 to get the inside scoop that's a wrap (laughs) oh god you guys make it what was so so funny you know i was thinking about how wonderful your podcast is and how seamlessly that you handle this round table and pulling it back the curtain i don't know about you guys but i was so nervous i was too (laughs) and that's why i'm laughing i think it's a laughter of relief that i didn't flub it too much (laughs) Hopefully, oh, April most- Fool's episode, you guys. April Fool's. Let's see what we can do. This. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jen, you want to go next? Sure. All right. Same thing. It's Jen, however you want to introduce yourself, and you're listening to the What's Up Next podcast. Give me a thumbs up. You ready to go? Three, two, one. This is Jennifer Ma, and you're looking uh, <laughs> up.
<laughs> Blooper reel. Boom. Oh, good God. I speak English. I <laughs> okay, so let's try that again. Okay, I'll, I'll cue you. On you. three, two, one. Hi, this is Jennifer Ma, and you're listening to the What's Up Next podcast. Okay, let's do it one more time. It was, it was, it was nine out of ten, but you, you hesitated. Okay. Um, you got it this time. Third time's a charm. Nick, you set the bar too high, man. <laughs> All right. On three, two, one. I promise that I'm not a stalker doc. <laughs> or if I am, I'm the nicest stalker ever. I hope. Uh, I'll accept that. Nice stalkers are always welcome. Uh, it's, it's the not nice ones we worry about. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, you guys have a money... Um, what should we call this? Should I call this personal finance gathering addicts? You know, mm -hmm. hi, I'm Jen. I should change my intro. <laughs> hi, I'm Jen. I'm a money nerd camp addict, right? Um, but yes, those are gateway drugs. And I sometimes you just don't want to leave a constrained um, event, right, John? I mean, I know the fabulous things that you're doing in your group. I, I get to see them. <laughs> so I, Nick, if you see me napping in the hall, make sure they don't boot me out of the hotel as a homeless person and make sure no one Sharpie markers my face. Can we make that pact, hon? Uh, it depends on what time it is before I can make that pact. <laughs> uh, Nick, I'm I'll look out, <laughs> I'll look out for you, Jen. Oh, thank you, Emily. I, I like sisterhood. I can, and Emily will now get my peanut butter cup fudge chip brownies because mm. she's nice. Mm. Should have known that. Yeah, I think my family's finally come around to it that it's not crazy. And they just say, oh, yeah, she's going to a money nerd camp now. But um, we've got our pocket protector and our calculator. <laughs> and finance camp. Oh, hon, we're next level. We're next level. I bring my spreadsheets. Oh. <laughs> I think the thing I would say is be really happy that you're not flying from San Diego like Jen. <laughs> now, seriously, it'll be hopping a skip. <laughs> I'll get lost on the metros. I've already resigned myself that I'm going to get turned around and lost. Um, and it'll be fine, Nick. I figure some stranger will play, make sure I'm headed in the right direction. So, Jen, I had this moment last year at FinCon, an embarrassing moment, where I did go up and introduce myself to Paula Pant, and I pulled Paula along. Oh, gosh. That was... And it was, it was was that in a bathroom because I can no. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the only but, way it could have been worse, actually. But Paula will tell so you... Cool. Paul, Paul will tell you that he doesn't see me tongue-tied very much. Yeah. And I was truly tongue-tied for that moment. So it wasn't horrendous. We kind of introduced ourselves, said hello, and then walked away. So, you know. Good luck with I that. Would, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, challenge accepted. Okay. Paul, that, that's a throwdown now. Okay. So, John, anything you're worried about being embarrassed at FinCon about? I think my biggest fear is just not fitting in or, or being in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's the women's room? <laughs> Maybe not the women's room. Um, Emily, speak to the same thing. Any worries besides your husband embarrassing you? Yeah. I always have to worry about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. FinCon is going to be a blast. If you're not smiling after that bonus reel, then I'm not sure what else to do. I can't wait to meet you guys in person at FinCon. Tech moves fast. So keep pace with the Daily Crunch podcast from TechCrunch. With new episodes every day, this podcast will give you a quick overview on everything you need and should know about startups, new tech, regulations, and more. Listen to TechCrunch Daily Crunch now, wherever you get your podcasts. That's TechCrunch Daily Crunch, wherever you get your podcasts. It feels really good to be productive, but a lot of the time it's easier said than done, especially when you need to make time to learn about productivity so you can actually, you know, be productive. But you can start your morning off right and be ready to get stuff done in just a few minutes with the Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day podcast. New episodes drop every weekday, so listen and subscribe to Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day wherever you get your podcasts. That's Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day wherever you get your podcasts.